Hey everybody, you're listening to the Built on Web3 podcast, your on-ramp into the world of Web3. On this show, we chat with product leaders, builders, content creators, and business owners about how they're implementing Web3 strategies into their businesses. I hope you learned something new and enjoy today's episode. Dylan Mo, welcome to the show. Thank you. We are so happy to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for having us. Both of you have pretty deep roots in hospitality, luxury experiences, music festivals, creating unique experiences for people. Um, so I'm really interested in that side of your story. And you're kind of merging that with Web3 and NFTs and all this new technology with your new company, Connecting Roads. Um, so before we get into kind of the details of the business, I'm curious what both of your Web3 journeys were. Like, what was it that got you into this world of NFTs? Well, I could go first because I, I kind of was uh, a little bit of the push of getting Mo into Web3. <laughs> but for me personally, um, <laughs> the first real push was when uh, Gary Vee launched V Friends and uh, he, he followed, he basically onboarded just such a huge cohort of his community members and fans. And I'd been following Gary Vee for six, seven years prior to that. So it seemed like a very prime opportunity to just learn about this emerging market. Um, I would say about three or four months prior to him really coming out with the, the NFT portion, I downloaded my first uh, first decentralized wallet to buy uh, Shiba coin. And then from there, just like nice. was really starting to understand a lot of the different mechanisms in what is now like the Web3 market. But vFriends was the first real big push that got me into um, into this space. And the reason that I really connected with it was because um, there was a utility portion attached to the NFT. I knew I was going to a conference for three years, so it felt like a no-brainer for me. For sure. Which uh, vFriend did you get? So I got the Dynamic Dinosaur. Nice, nice. I remember when he released those, and we've been following Gary Vee for a while too. What is this? I think this was 2020. I feel like it was mm -hmm. during the lockdown. And I remember like showing Thomas, like, oh, like Gary Vee's doing this NFT thing. And like, we weren't really into Web3 then. And we almost bought one and we didn't. And I very much regret it. <laughs> well, and I remember because that's when you moved to Denver too, was yeah. like on, on that car right And then I remember that Gary Vee had also delayed the launch of it too. And there's oh, yeah. all this like hate as in like, oh, this is you know, <laughs> fake. It's not real. This is total botched. But he owned up to it. He definitely he, he definitely did. And it was just like a whole it was a whirlwind just like following that from the beginning paths. And just like you're saying, like, like I was there for hours, just like <clears throat> minting, like refreshing the page to to try to grab. Stressed what it, out. Yeah, stressed out thinking they were going to sell out immediately. <laughs> so it was it was two uh, separate days of those anxiety driven. I'm, I'm trying to purchase an NFT in my first time, too. So even more uh, little added uh, details into that one <laughs> <laughs> for sure well how was vcon i assume you went yes it was so much fun um it, it was interesting to go as an attendee because we've spent the last together five years working in the event industry um specifically doing guest operations at a lot of music festivals within platinum programs so we walk into an event um as an attendee and we're instantly just like it, it's foreign to us because we're always like looking at the little things and the logistics and we're seeing that bigger picture. 
Um, but the way it was curated was really great. Um, basically, it was in a stadium. So the floor of the stadium had a main stage, and that's where speakers um, and musicians later in the day performed. And then they had like some food trucks set up. And then in the higher um, levels, they had stadium rooms that basically were smaller breakout rooms with panels. Um, and it was kind of cool because you could rent out a space, um, like a booth type of area, and that could be um, kind of like a private networking space. And so we did that one mm -hmm. of the days as well and had some good conversation and really just um, got to have some one-on-one -on -one time. But a lot of fun. We definitely empowered our animals. I have the spontaneous seahorse. So it, it was a lot of fun <laughs> to go as a guest and just romp around. Um, and we were so surprised with how many young people were there and young international people specifically. Mm. Every single language you could hear. It was incredible. Um, just a really diverse crowd, which was awesome. Yeah, I went to my first crypto Web3 conference last week um, at SmartCon, and I kind of had the same reaction. Of, I, I was surprised of the diversity and like how many international people there were and how many different languages. It was, it was really cool. And even um, they had these like satellite events afterwards, and one of them was at the Museum of Ice Cream, I think. Cool. Um, and my girlfriend had walked. She wasn't going to the conference, but she walked by the line and she was like, I can't believe the diversity at this thing. I thought it would be all crypto bros. <laughs> so she was very surprised as well. <laughs> yeah. And, and it seems like everyone who you come in contact with, everyone's so motivated and passionate. And that was something that we really admired is just walking into a room and like every conversation you have, it has value to it. It's not just, you know, small talk. Um, so whoever we made contact with, it was a really good conversation and there was a VCon app, which was pretty cool, um, where basically mm. you just, um, pull up the app, press a button and you can instantly just exchange contact info. Um, and I have nice. never experienced, um, an application quite like that, like that type of networking tool. Um, and I just can imagine like it being so much bigger and better next year because everyone had feedback and things to say, of course. Um, mm. But really neat experience. That's cool. So you bought your first NFT, you went to VCon, so now you have like this real world NFT experience. What uh, what was next for you in the world of Web3? What, what kind of hooked you and said, I need to... You know, build something in this. Yeah, so I would say just uh, Mo and I have been very passionate about the world of hospitality and curating experiences. So and and being in the music industry. So one of the first use use cases after purchasing the V friend was like, there's applications for this for concerts, like there's, there's opportunity with concert tickets and onboarding new, um, new users at music events or festivals. So that was immediately where I felt I had a need a, a need to build for the community and connect people through through that and just our network being in the festival uh, world. It's so rooted in community and it's so rooted in just uh, I would say a diverse set of thinking. Um, so it's it's been really interesting and that was that was really like what what drived us to say okay we need to be in this market and help onboard people. And that was really where it first went in that sense. And then we we just started thinking of a lot of different ways to connect that to in-person experiences. Yeah. Hmm. What was the first kind of experiment that you did um, with NFTs and building something? 
So our first real life experiment, it's kind of funny just to see even from a short span of time how much we've grown. Um, essentially, what we did is on Easter Sunday, um, we had a egg hunt in Cheeseman Park in Denver. Um, so you're familiar. It's a large park. There's a lot of different kind of areas within. Um, and we hit the best grass in Denver. Grass, exactly. <laughs> um, so we hid a bunch of golden eggs and basically had a clue inside and that clue, and it was fairly simple. Um, and that clue led to us and we had a setup, um, with tables, chairs. Um, we had like a special cocktail and basically when people would make their way to us, we make them a, we had like our camp set up. So we were making, um, quesadillas and different, um, lunch items, but basically it was just like this holistic networking um, type of experiment <laughs> that we did. And we met so many cool people through it. We were in, we were amazed by how many people made it to us um, and followed all the way through. And so we had these gold balloons set up so you can kind of put together the contacts, but really it was just kind of like, proof of concept. Do people even want to interact with this type of scavenger hunt quest? And then how will they engage afterwards? And so uh, very small use case, but we've only kind of expanded since then. And with uh, with the egg hunt as well, Mo had uh, made a really awesome rhyme that went inside of the egg on a piece of paper with a QR code. So you scan the QR code and it also showed uh, a generalized location, but the real clue is what the gold balloons attaching to the gold eggs that we hit. And we hit about what, 60 of them? A lot. And yeah. had like over 30 people <laughs> come um, come to our setup there. And a lot of them hung around for hours and, and got to really, like Mo was saying, make some really great relationships through that. And then one person specifically um, reached out to us via email afterwards and sent us the most touching email, essentially, that was just like, hey, like, this made a huge impact on me. I found your website through just finding a golden <laughs> egg. I'm having a day where I'm just enjoying relaxing in my hammock, but I am so inspired by what you do and just wanted to thank us um, for bringing them a smile. And that made me happy as well. So it was people were interacting with us without even coming um, and meeting us directly, which was cool too. Did you advertise the event uh, ahead of time or was it just golden eggs throughout and people just went through and I wonder how many kids ended up going through with it too. Me too. So we advertise on our social media platforms, like for our friends to participate. Um, so we definitely encourage our friends to kind of come along, but they were more just hanging out with us. They weren't necessarily participating. Um, and it was interesting. So I think this is just a thing in Denver where you walk down the streets and you're commonly seeing someone between the age of 25 and 40, um, just that's kind of the demographic and that I would say was the majority of people that we met. I honestly don't know if we met any kids. I don't remember meeting any kids. Yeah. Either. It was like so on point where it was very like-minded people, which was cool. Nice. Were, so were these eggs, um, connected to an NFT somehow, or what was the, the technologies behind this, I guess. So this was specifically just with a QR code, but our first time um, cool. integrating NFTs into an in-person experience was actually at Electric Forest in uh, June of this year. So uh, that, cool. that festival has about 70,000 people in it. And Mo and I were um, overseeing all of the guest experience and hospitality for um, this major music festival. 
And uh, what we were focused on was the Good Life VIP Campgrounds, which is basically a festival on its own, about 8,000 attendees, um, six different campgrounds, over 700 glamping tents. It's, it's a production there. And like, if you don't see the rest of the festival, you're like, this is an awesome place. Um, and with that, we were able to utilize, uh, Mo has been working that program since 2015. 2015 and uh, I had been working that program since 2017 so it was really serendipitous for this to be our first um, event that we were hired on as Connecting Roads and the first event that we were able to utilize this technology into enhancing the guest experience there. But it was pretty neat because what we did is a big portion of our VIP program is in each campground so there's different glamping levels we have a concierge presence so similar to at a hotel and we had these concierges really embrace um, this scavenger hunt that we curated. So the scavenger hunt had um, four different stops, one of the stop being with a clown, another stop being with one of our friends who was finger painting at our main stage lounge, another one that was um, simply just handing out some yerba mate um, and providing the next clue. And then the last one um, was essentially a magician who put on a show and then gave a physical wooden token in addition to a digital NFT. So that was kind of the process. So it was curated and the concierges kind of helped guide people in the direction. So with, um, and we might be getting ahead of ourselves, but with, um, concerts and events and festivals like this, the most practical use cases that you oftentimes hear of NFTs being used are tickets, reselling tickets because of the royalties, and then access. And I guess fourth one is scavenger hunts now too, yeah. since you just talked about that. What other novel ways or different ways do you think NFTs are going to shape and shift festivals, events, uh, kind of like not the first right answer, but you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, that gets you really excited. Totally. Well, I'll, I'll jump in on this because I've been um, pretty involved in a, uh, a community called Superfest, which is the first community-driven music festival that's being uh, being built by Superfly, the same, the same people who have built Bonnaroo and Outside Lands. And I think one of the most unique use cases that they've really been presenting that I see being uh, utilized down down the road and something that more uh, companies, NFT projects, brands integrate into their ecosystems is having the consumer or the community member being able to vote on different aspects of the event or of the entirety of the experience. Because what we've noticed is that so many people want to be involved in the process of these experiences and they want to have that that kind of play in it and with firefly music festival they started doing this concept back in 2016 and just had forums similar to like a reddit on their website and would just get fan engagement from that and have people vote directly on their website so i i think we're going to start seeing this loyalty aspect connected to a membership token that gives you an ability to have a say in whatever is being built I love that. That's cool. Yeah, I just pulled up their website. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Make life a festival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, interesting. and they've really like started kind of taking it started with just Superfest as a one year or one event a year um, kind of process. And just within the first two months, three months of them building their community, they were like, we we can't turn off. We have to always operate this festival so right now they're building for art basel and there's a lot of community members mm -hmm. there's about 
15 community members that are, are working on a proposal to build an Art Basel activation. So it's just really, it's been really interesting to see people take lead into the community and just start pitching ideas and, and really making actionable moves on it. Yeah, and to that point, I'm seeing so much overlap between memberships and NFTs and them kind of becoming the same thing, even with just companies like the North Face and random brands like that, that already have these, you know, members receive a certain percent off or different um, type of promotions that kind of turning into an NFT um, and being more rewarded for your participation um, and just being involved within the community. And something that is just fresh in my brain um, that I thought of with your question. Um, so a big thing in the band fishes community um, is when you get a ticket in the lottery, you receive a fish ticket by mail. This is what they call it. And it is a ticket that is beautifully decorated. And if it's a multi-night run, basically um, all of the tickets together will make a bigger image. Um, and what we see, we saw this year is they've eliminated that um, just completely. And it really devastated big fans because people have been collecting those since the beginning. Um, and I just foresee over time this ending up being just a digital collectible. So I, I don't know of any talks of this yet with the band specifically, but just seeing it in real time, I can only imagine that's the future because there's already these websites that are tracking all of the shows you've been to. So why not add that, you know, element of art and collectability in there? So I, I see it ahead. Fish needs to hire you guys. That yeah. sounds like a perfect fit. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if I'm understanding this correctly, so Connecting Roads existed pre-Web3, right? You, you guys were doing consulting and doing these experiences um, for festivals and for experiences. Uh, and then you kind of merged in this Web3 element. Give us the, the Connecting Roads pitch and kind of what you're focused on now and what the vision is. Totally. Connecting Roads is a community-driven marketplace that's connecting creators and their fans through transformational once-in-a-lifetime experiences and events. And through that, we're building a marketplace for these unique experiences to, um, to come to life, essentially looking at partners like Superfest, where we can utilize a bank of their artists and create experiences directly for their community that, that is going to live on our marketplace. So we're essentially looking at this as like an Airbnb experience style marketplace that's going to be gated by NFTs. And whether you own a Connecting Roads NFT or you own a Superfest NFT, you'll see variation of different experiences. Similarly, where we could tap into vFriend's ecosystem and say, hey, if anyone owns a vFriend, you can access this exclusive experience that only vFriends can go to and, and, and build the experience around them specifically. And we're starting to see this within brands that are looking to enter this ecosystem, but they don't know how to really introduce it to their fans or to uh, to any members. It's a really easy way to, to show there's a real life use case, there's utility behind this, and you're going to be able to bring people together in person where we're seeing the most connection through um, the, the Web3 space, which is built digitally. 
Beautifully said. For sure, yeah. So you said um, that it's connecting creators with their fans. How do you guys define creators? Because I feel like that word gets thrown out a lot, and I never know exactly what people are talking about. Because <laughs> it could just be like just content creators, or some people refer like artists as that. So how do you guys define creators? Yeah, so creators is definitely such a broad word. Um, we're seeing it also broadly. Um, we see it as artists, and that can be a physical artist, finger painting like our friend Alexis, um, to a person who literally is an entertainer, like the clown I mentioned earlier, um, in addition to things like photographers, experienced designers is a big um, category of creator that we're working with. Um, so having those partners specifically or especially international, um, where people are coming from their local community members um, that can really create an experience that we wouldn't be able to do because we're Americans and we've never lived in this place. Um, and so with a lot of the experiences that we are curating, we want to make sure it's authentic. So these creators being our partners and um, really just high-level professionals in what they do. Yeah, and almost to, to even put that down into a bite-sized piece, photographers, chefs, artists, musicians, um, if you are an expert in your space, we're considering you a creator. If you have fans that, that would be open to going to an experience that you're helping curate, and and then we're, we're essentially putting the knowledge and power behind it to, to bring these to life. So tell me why connecting roads is so much more powerful with NFTs than without, because I'm sure you can do a lot of the stuff without NFTs too. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what we're really seeing with, uh, with connecting roads and really taking this leap forward is one, we're, we're proving uh, a utility base for a lot of projects that are looking to add utility into, into what they're building. And we're really keeping the community building aspects alive by we're also getting, um, similar to, to a company or a project like Superfest, they're reaching out to their community as far as voting for their next experiences and getting people involved in it. We're, we're taking all those community building aspects to heart and we're doing that same exact movement with our creators and our community members. And if you own a Connecting Roads NFT, you're able to propose an experience that we can create over the next quarter. And every quarter we're gonna have five different experiences that our community members will be able to vote on. And similarly, we're, we're looking forward as the blockchain is developing, how can we integrate into the blockchain and stay ahead of this technology curve? So large companies don't just come in and continue to take up more market share. We wanna understand what this technology is. So we're putting ourselves right at the forefront of it. Totally, and I think something fun for us is um, within the guest experience realm prior, something that we always play around with is surprise and delight because a big part of guest experience is doing things for guests that. that we love it too. <laughs> um, and doing things for guests that they would never expect or being three steps ahead. Um, and so with that, the power of the NFT that we're kind of translating this over to um, is if you hold an NFT, there's always going to be different surprise and delights that we can you know, provide value in. So that is a part of the utility. And really the part that excites us the most is rewarding the people who especially were with us 
from the very beginning because the first round of NFT holders truly are the people who mostly know us personally or who have been watching us since you know the inception of Connecting Roads and simply us working together um, as well. With the marketplace's two sides, so I kind of want to make sure we hit both. From the consumer side, are the NFTs, am I purchasing a Connecting Roads NFT or am I purchasing an NFT from a creator that I'm a part of their community? So essentially there's there's options for both and they will both lead you to a different path. And this is also where we where we see the NFT technology really benefiting us a lot is um, if you own a Connecting Roads NFT almost all of the experiences that we're building and that will sit on this marketplace, you'll be able to, to see and access. So maybe you don't own a vFriend mm. to um, to get to one of those vFriend exclusive experiences, but if you own a Connecting Roads NFT, you'll be able to go to it. And you may even have a I discount see. into that. So we're also looking at ways where the people who are supporting the marketplace directly are being benefited on all of the experiences. And then the experiences that are being built directly for a creator or a community or a brand, you'll still have some level of access to. Got it. So yeah, from a creator perspective, kind of walk us through what that's like working with you um, today and maybe what the vision is uh, in the future if maybe it's a more um, like do-it-yourself like system in the future. Or kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we're, we're on a case-by-case basis working with creators and really working with the right creators to make sure that, that their vision and their dreams are being implemented into the experience the, the way that they want to. We're not rushing the process on any of these experiences because we really do want them to be the most impactful. So it's hard to give like a very broad statement on that because we're doing it very much case by case. Um, but yeah, some- I can talk about Evan Gia. That's, okay, a, yeah. that's a great example. Yeah. Um, so one example mm-hmm. of um, kind of the process we worked through with one creator in June was um, a woman, Evan Gia. She was one of the headliners at Electric Forest this year. So she's an EDM pop singer. Um, And she is um, very into working out and specifically has a workout YouTube channel called um, Gia Moves. Um, So she's really into like the Peloton scene. And essentially she does Peloton classes, but she'll play her music and kind of just get the party started. And so with that, she's always dreamed of doing that live. Um, And so with um, our Good Life program at Electric Forest, we have a Good Life stage. And this stage is only accessed for VIPs. And so what we did is we incorporated a yoga class um, into her whole Gia Moves um, type of vision. And so we had a yoga instructor in addition to her up on stage actually doing the moves, the music playing. um, And then afterwards, it was followed by a meet and greet with her fans. And it was super intimate. Um, And just afterwards, um, hearing her say, this is the best day of my life was like the icing on top for us. We were just so happy, but really like if someone has a vision proposing it to us and then that's where we just kind of make it happen. Um, And it's definitely been a mixture of building contacts over time and making a name for ourselves in the music industry. In addition to just being creative and wanting to make people's dreams come true because that that's really the fun part is being able to do that for people. And it's special when it's not just the guests having that experience, but also the artists too. I want to go back to something that was said a little bit ago about the connecting roads NFT and like the V friends example. Does this mean that 
like if you have a connecting roads NFT, you could see like other NFTs that connecting roads, I guess, has. And um, like the, what was it? The uh, something seahorse. Spontaneous. Yeah, the spontaneous seahorse. And then you could almost like rent it out for the day to go. Is, is, is that like where things are going, where you can like make use of these connecting roads? Yeah. NFTs that you have. So we have, we have a lot of concepts of being able to work directly with other, um, other projects and utilizing the utilities that they've built already, uh, for our, our, um, our members. So just kind of thinking through the concepts of with VCon, you were airdropped an NFT. Um, if Mo and I couldn't go this year to this upcoming year to VCon, we would first offer those an ex- as an experience to our um, to our audience. So you're you're right on on the money, Thomas, as far as just like where we're going to take this and how we're going to integrate with other brands. But we're also looking at just how can we create something that's just so new and maybe VFriends isn't directly behind the experience or the vision, but there might be a community member that is not affiliated with V friends, but has a very big following. Mm-hmm. So just someone that, that pops into my mind is Jeremy knows who's just one of the, the biggest unaffiliated V friend um, community members. And if Jeremy wanted to host a retreat, we would work with Jeremy to create that experience. And he already has a fan base. So I would consider him a creator for sure. He's created like 300 podcasts at this point over the course of a year and a few months. And with that, like being able to allow access only for his NFT holders and befriend holders. And that's what's really beautiful about the blockchain is being able to create these gated opportunities so exclusive communities can get together while all also being able to verify all of this this data. Yeah, I think that's an overlooked thing uh, with NFTs in the blockchain is that you can build utility on other people, other projects, NFTs. And it's kind of hard to even think about. So if you were to build an experience for vFriends uh, NFT holders, do you have to collaborate with Gary V or vFriends at all? Or, I mean, anybody can build on top of this, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, we've first seen it kind of with allow lists. I feel like that's where, where a, a big use case has been, where if you're a Board Ape Yacht cl- Club holder, you have access to this allow list. They, they didn't get pre-approval or... Um, that's that's kind of the beauty of the blockchain again is just everything's public information and you're able to to build on top of it. So um, we're I, I think that's something that will be a really interesting um, topic that that plays out over the next couple of years is like at what point do you have to get the the approval from some of these builders and the owners of the ip and uh just at what levels are is that gated access going to be able to just kind of take over and just allow any anybody to build off of it so i guess you could have done this pre web 3 too like 10 years ago but it would have been really difficult just because you have to verify like hey do you physically have like is this actually your ticket or did you just copy and paste it again or something like that so um what what's the power of the nft here is it just the like the instant verification aspect of it or 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 what do you think is the most powerful for at least connecting roads so i think the most powerful is the connecting roads nft is basically a key so we're seeing it as a key to the marketplace to unlock the marketplace and be able to access these exclusive experiences um most with 
with creators that you would not find these experiences on an Airbnb platform or on TripAdvisor. It's something that that's driven very deep um, into the creator aspect in that sense. But we're also looking at just every possible way that we can integrate Web3 into this ecosystem. And I didn't start lining out with just how we're we're looking at building a ecosystem around the points or how we're doing our quest verification on that and how you're able to earn earn an NFT through connecting roads and experiencing out into the world. We're pushing a lot of limits on those ends where um, we're looking at Web3 as, as a whole of how we can integrate and build experiences around all aspects of Web3, not just the NFTs, but the NFT portion is where we see uh, the key to our marketplace and where you'll be able to access the experiences from. And piggybacking off of that, that experience marketplace being the, the utility is the experiences and something we're really focused on with every experience. May that be a retreat that we're fully building out or working with a partner in another country is really, we're focusing on a transformational experience. And of course, transformation looks different for every person and you have to go into the experience with the mindset um, that's appropriate because of course, at the end of the day, you can't force someone to transform, but we're really creating the outlet so that it's available. Um, so every experience is gonna be super unique and the goal is for it to be something transformational or bucket list worthy. Um, so to Dylan's point, it's not something found on TripAdvisor. Um, we're doing a lot of um, educational type of experiences uh, where you can actually get real life certifications, um, working with a lot of local um, communities to help um, make tourism more of a positive thing for communities because every, not everywhere appreciates tourists even coming through. So um, making that positive impact is super important to us. So we, we have a lot of foundational principles within the experiences that really tie into the utility as well. You mentioned in there that there's the ability to earn the NFT versus buying them. Um, how, do, how would that work? Like how would one earn the collect? Uh, connecting roads nft versus just purchasing it yeah absolutely so with um we actually partnered so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an example of the first earnable nft that we're launching and making available to earn starting october 18th uh which will what will be in denver so uh we'll send you some more details cool. on that sean once we have it yeah. fully launched but um with that we partnered with a company called yonder which is an ar um uh, company that is similar to a Pokemon Go style um, experience. So you, it's a web-based app, so you don't have to download anything. You um, pull up the the link that Connecting Roads um, has, and you can see six different beacons that are in um, in the greater area of Denver. So we we chose a location outside of Meow Wolf, one near the Rhino Crush Walls, one in City Park, one in Cheeseman Park. Um, Red Rocks and uh, a really cool sundial. So with that, if you go to four of the locations, then you earn a treasure hunt clue that will lead you to a real life treasure hunt in person where the first person that gets that will get to go to an exclusive dining experience out in nature in 2023. Um, if you go to all six of those locations, then you're gonna have an Explorer NFT, which is our earnable NFT, and that will gain you a beta access into our marketplace. 
So we have one NFT that you have to pay for, which is um, the first Ascends Connecting Roads NFT, which we launched in September. And now we have this Explorer NFT that's coming out that at in De December 15th, we'll end up releasing everybody who completed that all six beacons will earn that NFT. And this is where we really go into the gamification aspects as far as connecting roads and how you can earn points and build from there and really invoke the people that are looking to go on to experiences and, and interact with the real world, but rewarding them for visiting these areas. So it's we're really in beta access, beta trials and, and integrating AR into these real life experiences. This has got to be a little bit tricky for y'all to to plan out. Uh, and I, I want to kind of dive into the money aspect of things because NFTs, um, like how, how does this work from a business sense? Because ultimately a project business is only going to last so long as it has money because like people have to live somehow, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, uh, so how do you make money and or maybe even talk to us about the struggles of how do you figure out how to price an NFT so that this works out? Because these NFTs can last just like friends for years. How do you like what? Talk to us about the economics and the difficulties planning it and, and everything uh, and how connecting roads makes money. So it's a loaded question. Abs but, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off and then pass it to Mo after. But um, just to be very transparent, we're we're not making much money at all right now. And Mo and I are just full time dialed into this since January. So we um, we were we are self-funded at this point, very boost bootstrapped and are just pushing along to, to keep ourselves sustained. So with that, um, we are working with those festivals that we are already having contracts with and already having a realm that we have um, and, and a network there to be able to be paid to create experiences for or be paid to manage different programs and then being able to integrate these levels into it. So um, we took on two different opportunities with festivals, Electric Forest and Firefly this year, both very big festivals that we, we would have opportunity to, um, to grow the Connecting Roads project, but also be able to um, sustain ourselves for, for a decent amount of time. And, and then we're just here out like everybody else in Web3, exploring and learning and seeing just which ways the market goes. When uh, we were in a lot of the project planning phases and didn't want to just jump into launching this concept uh, a year ago, which would have been the best time to launch an NFT project, um, we wanted to make sure that what we were building was going to sustain us for a long time and that we were building something that we truly loved and truly wanted to to spend our time and energy building and with connecting roads being the brand that will be carrying on for for our entire lives we wanted to make sure that it, it really represented what we were building so just over the last five years we've taken just small steps to continue to understand the landscapes that we're building in understand how we could get ahead of all of these technology curves and to just continue to enhance and bring experiences to people. So we just took that same mentality and we're just learning in the NFT space and learning how to build with different communities and just taking on all the opportunities. So initially we were gonna launch um, our NFTs at $5,000 and had all of these different utility aspects of you would earn a thousand point, a thousand dollars worth of points each year for ten years, and if you held on to your experience points, then you could earn X percentage every every year. And then we were like, we're getting way too complicated. All of our peers and all of our friends don't understand Web three. We have to take it ten steps back 
and just start from the base level and just understand how we can just build slowly and put each lay each brick in the foundation to where we want to show up to work every day and we're both not coming from the tech world where that's it's not as easy to show up every day if you're consumed by something that you're not passionate about for sure yeah i think that's probably the most important thing right now for any web3 company is just making it easy and not confusing because it's so confusing like literally every time we have a conversation one of these interviews we learn something new and like that's part of the fun of this um so nobody knows it all (laughs) we're all just out here exploring (laughs) definitely and i think something else for us that was super important when we recognized that um was making our nft purchasable either with ethereum but also um we do have the option to pay with us dollar as well um we did only um a lot, a certain amount of NFTs that can be purchased with US dollar. Um, But for people who really are entry level and don't really have any desire to learn right now, um, we made it an option for everyone to still be an NFT holder. And nice. Yeah. What's the, what's the tech behind it? So like, I I think you said you were non-technical. So uh, how did you go about like building the NFT minting process and payment portal? Yeah, so I actually got connected um, through the Polish Ambassadors, which is a uh, ambassador, which is a, um, a DJ and artist um, in the music space. He had uh, a Twitter space that that me and Mo were um, were on, and was able to learn some of the tech that they they were building, and they were going physically to event sites that they were having shows at and onboarding people similarly to to what me and Mo had talked about. So we already had that immediate connection to the way that they were building. And so we we had kicked around and talked to maybe 10, 15 different developers and trying to find someone that we really connected with, really understood uh, aligned values, trusted them. We were looking at bigger brands and smaller brands, different. We, we worked with Yellowheart for our electric forest drop. So it, it would have made a lot of sense just to continue to go with them and have a platform that is established and has PR plug and play. Um, plug and, play. and we had a very seamless process that we worked with them for electric forest with. But um, we went with uh, a gentleman named Wiggleworks and he is a local Denver just technology expert, I would say, and he's been working with ETH Denver for the last few years, um, had very similar circles as us and just like has a very, had a, had a deep passion for what we were building. So we were like, okay, this, we want to start building this project with people that are like-minded and that can grow with us. So we took on that opportunity with him and, uh, and had a, a great seamless um, opportunity. I got to sit next to him and understand all the back ends of the contract. Like I was, I was learning through this and that's been really the biggest goal for us throughout this whole process is to learn and to not just take, take the easy route, but to put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation where I can still, now I can go in and attach to the contract and change things as I need. And I feel like I understand the base level of of what I should understand with us having um, a project like this. Yeah, and I'll definitely say finding the tech was challenging for us because we really did, when you're not a tech person, putting complete trust in someone else that you don't know, is it's terrifying because you can't pick up on those little things. And so with that, finding a developer who was local to Denver, uh, where we could literally drive over to his house, sit there and have like a very slimmed down, dummy down, truly conversation, and then 
watch him build it and understand every aspect was just so valuable. Um, and as we continue to build our team, a big thing, as Dylan mentioned, is working with people with aligned values and people who really see the vision. Uh, we, we really don't want to be just pay, giving someone a paycheck and moving on. Uh, we want them to be a part of our network where, you know, Wiggleworks isn't only an incredible uh, developer, he's a DJ as well. So at one of our events, we'd love to have him DJ and do that other creator side. So kind of um, just keeping it in the circle is really important to us. For sure. And you said the platform is Yellowheart. Is that correct? So Yellowheart um, was who we who we did the experience with at, um, at Electric Forest. So they were the tech behind Got behind it. that one. And then um, Wiggleworks um, is who and his um, his uh, just overall brand is called What a Life um, is his brand. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you have to check that out. Yeah. He runs also. You uh, you got Thomas very excited when you said Polish ambassadors because he is very proud of his Polish roots, um, and you probably thought it was the actual Polish ambassadors. Didn't <laughs> I, I really did. I was like, wow, that's so awesome. Great music yeah. though. Also, A lot of our developers. Yeah. I'll, send, <laughs> I'll send you some uh, some some good tunes to bump later. They're, you got to. Yeah, they're he's a great, yeah. he's a great vibe for, for sure. sure. I saw Thomas smile and I was like, he thinks this is the, the real Polish. <laughs> I, really, I, I, I found as I was, I was, I was, yeah, I put two and two together. I was like, that is, that is doesn't match up. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe one day. One day. One day. <laughs> yeah. So give us uh, kind of what's next for connecting roads. What's, uh, what's on the, I, on your website, you have a roadmap until 2024, which is astonishing. Um, it's so far from now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but what are you excited about coming up here? I mean, honestly, our roadmap goes for about 20 more years down the road. So it, so we, yeah. we have a lot to add into there. We were just like, okay, just continue to stick stick with what we know is is in the cards right now. But um, I think something that, that you had touched on, Sean, uh, really, really developing out how we're going to start funding. Or Thomas, I think you, you mentioned the, the funding aspect. This is somewhere where we're sitting right now and just like really exploring all the opportunities. And we've been... Uh, the last couple of weeks, last month or so, um, having deep, deeper conversations with brands that are looking to have um, have almost these experience sponsored and, and listed on our experience um, marketplace. So we're launching our marketplace quarter one of 2023, and we're going to be launching with four to five experiences mm -hmm. that are on our platform. So over the next three months, we'll be having at least a base of all of the launch experiences that we'll be um, having on there. And uh, if you want to touch on anything that you're, you're really excited on, because I could go on and on <laughs> about everything exciting and connecting roads. <laughs> yeah, well, this week specifically, I've been super dialed in with our Women in Web 3 uh, speed networking brunch that's going to take place at our Basel this year. Um, so something that really has attracted me to the Web3 space is just the fact that the ladies aren't present and they need to be. And it feels like something that I can really like help and be a part of. Um, so with that, we're making this brunch really an experience where um, it's all women who either want to be in the Web3 space or they already are. Um, so relevant, not just filling a room with random people. Um, and essentially what we're doing is like a speed dating style, but speed networking. So we'll have tables with groups of two to five people. Um, and essentially we'll have like a light prompt um, and just kind of have people connect for 
10 or so minutes and then move on to the next table with the next group. But with that, um, a passion of ours is food and we want to make this um, different. You know, we don't want a continental breakfast. So as you're switching um, every table, you also have a different bite size brunch um, type of dish. So we're going to be working with a local chef to curate a meal that or multiple tastings that are fun and kind of tie into the entire vibe. Um, and then we'll have a short panel at the beginning, followed by some powerhouse women in Web3 um, keynote speakers that kind of will present throughout. But we're super excited to dive in. Um, it's not going to be an event that's thousands of people. It's going to be smaller, less than 300 um, but with that, we're focusing on more intimate and um, experiences where people walk away with actual value. Yeah, that's awesome. So for, for any women that are listening that aren't in Web3, what would you recommend? Um, where do they start? Yeah. So number one, don't be afraid to just dive in. I think the most intimidating thing is feeling like you need to be educated in order to dive into the space. But in reality, once you're in this space, you learn that everyone else is growing just the same and no one knows anything. Like it's literally impossible because things are changing every day. Um, just so, so just start by educating yourself. And for me, uh, because at the beginning, I'll be completely honest, NFTs didn't click for me until I started seeing um, brands and people who fascinate me doing really fascinating things with it. Um, so find a company that you love that's doing something with NFTs and follow that project. And that'll probably lead to more and more. Um, and a really awesome community that I'm involved in um, is called World of Women. And even if you don't own a World of Women NFT, you can still be involved with the community and you can learn what it's like to be in, you know, a powerful and diverse space because there are women from all over the world. Um, just, I love being in an international community. That's something I've always really um, thrived in. And it, some of the people don't even own an NFT. So it's very entry level, welcoming to anyone. So just don't be afraid because no one knows anything, everything. Um, and just go for it. <laughs> Also, no one knows anything. I would agree with that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, it can be so overwhelming. Like we, we felt the same way. We're like, oh, we can't start this yet. We don't know anything. And then we're like, okay, we, we figured out that nobody knows anything and everyone's just learning yeah. together. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts is that, yeah, in the Web3 space, people are it like open that, hey, yeah, this is totally new for everybody uh, versus... Well, there are a few posers, but yeah, <laughs> we're all learning. There always will be. So yep. give us the, the vision in, in five years. Like if, if everything goes to plan and you've achieved the vision for connecting roads, what does that look like? Yeah, I would say in uh, in about five years, we're, what we're really looking at honing into is, is having established residencies for this this long list of creators that we're building into this network and into this marketplace to start building residencies where we can build permanent infrastructure and we could build these activation spaces um, in 
in uh, these environments that we're already testing out waters and testing out different retreat models and, and working with these creators and, and just getting through all of those those aspects. We want to to be physically at these locations and operating. So the, the, the goal is to have one retreat center in Florida, one in Colorado to start, cycle back and forth between seasons and just have a, the list of creators that we're already building this marketplace with to, to activate in these spaces. Well, hey, that's awesome. I, uh, I can't wait to find those beacons and earn my <laughs> NFT. Yes, I love it. And that beacon um, scavenger hunt is leading to a more long-term quest. And I'll give you a little preview of that. That's something that, you know, will be developed over time. But right now I'm actually working on a project where one of our featured experiences long-term will be a worldwide quest. Um, and so it'll really be based off of the four cardinal signals, um, but also the four elements. Um, so it'll be um, four different trips within this quest. Um, and each of them will feature like a different type of thing. So one of them will be an educational aspect where you are getting a certification. Another one being um, part of like a land um, type of project or something where, you know, you're making a positive impact on the earth. Another one being more of a cultural experience where you're involved with ritual and ceremony. So a bunch of um, different experiences that essentially will live, lead to transformation. Um, so that's something we're super excited about as well. That's a long-term project. Um, and so we're currently building the foundation of that with working with international partners and finding the right people for it. That's awesome. Um, Thomas, did you have any last minute questions here? We're coming up on time. No, I was just thinking about the scavenger hunts and um, I was, my mind was wandering with uh, geocaching <laughs> yeah. uh, and mm -hmm. how that could be cool between like beacons and NFTs and the whole um, like attendance type thing uh, with that stuff. But so many possibilities. Yeah, so They're many. endless. Cool. <laughs> we'll have to have a follow-up on just scavenger hunts. Oh, yeah. We could talk about treasure hunts all all day long. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you back on for sure. I want there is. I wrote down like three things that I wanted to, to – part of this too is you, know, you, you talk to people creating things Web3 and you're like, oh, have you heard of this, this, and this? So the three things that came to mind were Infinity Keys. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this company, but – they they're doing the virtual version of scavenger hunt so it's like scavenging the internet almost um in earning nfts um, like the which sounds really game. cool yeah I, I i think thomas and i are going to do a, a deep dive on that project because cool. it looks really interesting awesome um the second one that came to mind was stems dow which i think we're going to interview this guy in a few months and that's in the music world where they're making nfts out of music stems so um, like the loops, the beats, all the things that go into the song, awesome. uh, which sounds really cool. And then the person we're interviewing next week is Bee House. I think it's Bee House Dow, uh, which mm -hmm. is a physical creator house in Canada for cool. uh, creators. Very cool. So lots of cool things. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of really cool interviews coming up. That's exciting. Yeah, my excited <laughs> well cool guys thanks uh thanks so much for being on the show um this was a lot of fun always fun learning about nfts and what people are up to we'll have you back on the show at some point awesome it was so great to to have a chat with you guys and we appreciate you guys for for bringing us on yes thank you for hosting us i hope everyone has a great day ahead <laughs>